What's going on, sons and daughters? It's your favorite West Coast on a Saturday, Grayson Wimbish, timestamp 9.25 p.m. Monday, June 7, 2021. Yes, that's right, Bill. I said I'm the favorite West Coast on a Saturday. You're just a Taurus, my guy, regardless. Uh, getting right into this, I uh, just wanted to do a little pre-roll before this amazing interview with Giovanni Heater. Just committed to come to Virginia Tech. Product out of Syracuse is going to be in the Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics program. Really excited for y'all to hear this interview. This kid is something special. Uh, I think we're going to collaborate with him a lot down the line. Uh, But as always, before we get into this, the Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by the Main Street Pharmacy. Be sure to go down and pay Dr. Lord Jeremy Counts a visit. He's got all of your COVID-19 essentials. It is on the wind down now. So outside of that, you know, he still does have the face mask. He's got the hand sanitizer. And you know what? Dr. Jeremy Counts is all about supporting local business. It is the premier local pharmacy. You know, going to CVS isn't cool. Going to Walgreens isn't cool. You know what is cool? Going down to the Main Street Pharmacy. They have every single thing you could possibly need. So uh, we're we're always very, very uh, proud to partner with the, the lovely staff down there. Uh, a few announcements before the interview real quick. Y'all, we have a very exciting guest coming to chop it up with the Sons of Saturday. For the second time on Friday, bright and early for Bill and I, Coach Mike Young joins the show again. Can't wait to talk to Coach Young. I actually didn't get to join uh, Coach Young and Billy Ray and Pat the last time that they jumped on, so I'm very much looking forward to that. A uh, few few big things to discuss, three big things. We're going to hold off on that until later this week. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into the interview with Giovanni Heater. What's up, sons and daughters? We have a very special interview lined up for you today. I'm joined by a young man named Giovanni Heater, who is a sports broadcaster, student athlete, actor, and the host of Orange Heat with Giovanni Heater. And you can find that on YouTube. Giovanni recently made headlines as he committed to the Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University coming out of Cicero North Syracuse High School. That's right. The hometown hero chose the Hokie Sports Media and Analytics Program over the Newhouse School of Communication at Syracuse. And here at the Sons of Saturday, we got to tell you, man, we're absolutely thrilled about that. Giovanni, welcome to the Sons of Saturday, man. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. So even though I just gave a little background on on kind of who you are and your story, I always love to ask who is Giovanni here? From your perspective, who is Giovanni here? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I'd like to say that um, 
you know, I'm just a kid with a dream. Um, you know, I've had this goal in, in my head and my heart for a long time now that uh, I want to be a sports broadcaster at one of the highest levels. And uh, everything I do, whether that be in the classroom or in the broadcasting booth or even just in the community, um, you know, I'm working towards that goal. It's always in my mind. It's always in my heart. Um, so I guess that's, you know, who I am. I'm goal driven, uh, but I also love to have fun. And, uh, you know, everything I'm doing is just kind of working towards that end goal. Um, so I, that is that is who I am. Love that. That's awesome. So when did you realize your passion for sports journalism? Yeah, actually, that's an interesting question. Uh, and I wrote my college essay about it, um, you know, when sending college essays to all the different universities. Um, I used to go to a lot of Syracuse lacrosse games with my grandfather. You know, I play lacrosse. I come from a lacrosse family. And, you know, I always went to football and basketball, but uh, season tickets to lacrosse. And, and that's what I love the most. And I was probably about seven or eight years old, so pretty young. And uh, I remember Syracuse taking out North Carolina and a big thriller. And we get back in the car and my grandpa flips on uh, the radio station. And, you know, this wasn't your classic rock. This was talk radio. And it was actually the Newhouse students at WAER uh, doing their show called The Double Overtime. And they're talking about the game. They're doing play-by-play highlights. It's a it's a post-game talk show. You know, it's exactly what you'd think it is. And I was just blown away. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And next thing you know, they actually give uh, a number to call in. And, uh, you know, I always thank my grandparents for in that moment believing that, you know, I wasn't just a little kid that I could actually have something to offer. My grandma hands me her flip phone. And I actually called into the radio station at about seven or eight years old and had a 10, 15 minute conversation with the guys about the Syracuse lacrosse game that I had just been to. So it was a blast. And, and right, right then on, uh, I just, you know, really caught an itch for it and I uh, never wanted to let it go. That's so interesting. You say you're from a lacrosse family, you know, I, I, I not that like, this isn't me trying to sound rude or anything. I just can't relate to that. You know, that's like, I guess Syracuse has always had a great lacrosse team, you know, always. So coming up, I'm sure that was a huge part of your life. And and I guess that makes sense. So that actually leads me into my next question because I saw this. I was stalking the YouTube channel a little bit. <laughs> what what inspired you to start Orange Heat? Uh, and what exactly does Orange Heat cover? Yeah. Um, so Orange Heat uh, with Giovanni Heater started about two, now going on three years ago. Um, and I had listened to a ton of podcasts, big sports talk radio guy, uh, even though my deep passion lies within play by play. And that's what I spend a lot of my time doing. Um, I always wanted to have like a talk show, right. And I wanted to have my own platform to get my name out there and everything else like that. Uh, I listened to a show, uh, called the Cuse militia podcast, uh, there's two guys, Sean and Joe, you know, they're, they're adults, but just big SU fans. And, you know, I grew up an SU fan. Now I'm a Hokie. Of course I can throw all my SU gear in the dumpster, but you know, uh, um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just was inspired by their show. Uh, they had me on their show a couple of times. They're always super nice to me. And, you know, I thought, Hey, why not? You know, why couldn't I start this as a sophomore, uh, in high school? Why do I have to wait till I'm an adult or a college student or whatever? And on a Tuesday night, I just started thinking up names, started my first episode, started talking about, uh, SU football and SU basketball. Cause it was right in that in between when football and basketball season overlap. And, uh, before I knew it, I started to, you know, gather a little bit of a following and, uh, covering Syracuse athletics. Um, and then, Actually, COVID was 
in a way, um, as hard as this is to say, like almost really good for my career because I was able to uh, focus my attention on it. Right. I, I just don't have the ability to kind of sit home and uh, not let things happen. Right. So uh, I wanted to, um, you know, take my time to put my energy into what I am really passionate about. And that's broadcasting. And because everybody was stuck at home, I was able to grab a handful. I mean, countless Syracuse student athletes, former and current players, you know, some big names like um, uh, actually you guys won't know any of the names because you guys are all Hokies. So I won't even bother. But uh, having those guys on my show really kind of elevated it to the next level. And then we got into play by play and started calling play by play of all the SU football and basketball games. So it really just grew, but it covered all things Syracuse University athletics. I'm excited, though, for the next chapter and turn that thing into Hokie Heat and get a whole new following. I was gonna. I was gonna ask. <laughs> at, at what point does it turn into hokey heat? That is. Like, <laughs> it's got it. It's got it. It's got it. It's got it. And and I can tell you're a broadcaster because you're beating me to the punch on on the questions I'm asking. I was gonna ask. From what I can tell, you've done plenty of play by play work uh, as a high school student, which is incredible. What has it been like this past year, especially though, with the pandemic? And what are some of the challenges that you have faced as a result of the pandemic? Yeah, fantastic question. Um, you know, I- I'll spin it just a little bit if I could, uh, because with the pandemic, it is actually um, taking a whole new title an honor to the job really, because I don't know how it was down in Virginia, but up here in New York, especially at the beginning and especially in basketball season, because it was indoors, uh, we weren't allowed to have spectators at these games. So uh, parents, grandparents, family members, nobody's at these games. And the only people there are the student athletes and the coaches and us up in the booth. So it went from me having a lot of fun with it to all of a sudden, it felt like an honor and a job. Like I was serving the community because, you know, I'm a student athlete, my grandparents and my parents are at every single game. And, you know, it broke my heart that families are at home. They can't watch their kids play. So to be able to broadcast the games with the cameras and the play-by-play and everything we were able to put up um, and really turn into a program of our own, that just, that was the uh, icing on the cake for me because at that point, um, you know, it it just made me sleep well at night knowing that um, the community was still able to cheer on these kids uh, who love uh, the sports that they play and are passionate about what they do. What's it like to call a game wearing a face mask? Yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely <laughs> challenging. But honestly, like you start to realize it's not there once you call five minutes of a game. And then it was just second nature because we were always calling games with a face mask on. Um, I will say um, the one thing is like we it didn't interfere with, you know, the microphones we had at all. Luckily, we, you know, we're really fortunate that our athletic directors all in on us and, and got us some really high tech equipment. Um, so really, it was just a matter of turning up the sound a little bit. The one time my buddy would like need a break and slide it down, though, I'd have to like run to the soundboard and turn him down because he's just so much louder without the mask on. But no, sure. it was a lot of fun. Well, I mean, you know, I would always see guys like Marty Smith on ESPN and he's got the mask up and he's on air and everything. And all I can think is, good Lord, I mean, just how annoying that must be <laughs> when you're trying to project and like tell your story and, and get all the facts straight. I mean, that would just drive me crazy. So 
one thing that I, I like that drives me nuts just watching whether it's ESPN or whatever it is, is when people on camera have to adjust their masks. So I don't know. It's probably completely, you know, unavoidable, but uh, I'm definitely going to make it my goal to find the tightest mask possible so that I don't have to keep pulling it up my face and distract the broadcast at all. Once I get to college, <laughs> you recently just made an Awesome commitment video. Mentioned that earlier to announce your college choice. I want to know, point blank and simple, why did you choose to call Blacksburg home? What was the sales pitch? Uh, well, the sales pitch came from uh, the former Jim Nance, or not former, the, the brand new Jim Nance award winner, the Evan Hughes and Bill Roth and everybody else at Virginia Tech. Um, they just made it feel like home. They made it easy. They made it um, not even a question anymore. And it's insane to say that considering, you know, anybody that knows me um, probably before the month of November, I'd say when my mind really changed, uh, I was like, all go on Syracuse. I mean, I grew up here. Uh, Newhouse is, you know, known as the greatest broadcasting school ever. Uh, the alumni to come out of there, including Bill. Bill's a Newhouse grad. You know, it, it, you know, as wanting to be a sports broadcaster, that's the school everybody wants to go to. So uh, I was set. Like there was no question in my mind. Like nobody was changing my mind. That was it. Uh, I even applied early decision. Um, and then I was really fortunate to have uh, a news clip done here in central New York uh, by Nico Tamurian. I have to shout him out. Just a, He's a fantastic local broadcaster here in Syracuse on the news channel. Um, and he did a news clip on me. It was posted on Twitter somehow through Beth Moen's getting tagged and all these ESPN broadcasters that I look up to bill comes across it and slides into my Twitter DMS and, uh, sends me a life changing message. And, uh, he just tweeted me one night in October, uh, and just said, you know, Hey, you ever thought about Virginia tech? And I literally told him like, I'm going to Syracuse, all this stuff, but he just, Capped with it. Uh, next thing you know, I have Zoom meetings set up with him, then all the guys, then him, the guys, and my parents. Then it just kept building and building. And uh, the more and more they talked about it, the more and more I was roped in. And, you know, I honestly, I didn't get that from any other school. You don't, you know, we're, it's not like we're athletes, right? You know, we're broadcasters. You just, you pick a school. It's, we're just like any other student. But they didn't make me feel that way. It felt like I was getting recruited, like I was an athlete. And they had me down on a, a tour to visit. And, um, oh, my God, incredible. Uh, got to walk on the field in Lane Stadium and touch the Hokie Stone and go up into the broadcast booths and see the studio and got to shoot hoops at Castle Coliseum on the court. And it's like beyond all that. Um, it was the opportunities like getting to get reps as a freshman instead of waiting till junior, senior year. I mean, that's absolutely huge. Having the ACC network and having the opportunity to, again, get reps way younger than you could at any other school. I mean, that's the stuff that's a no brainer. Why would I not want to go to a school where I can have hundreds and hundreds of reps instead of maybe 30 or 40? And that's no knock on any other school. And that's no knock on Syracuse. It's just how do you say no to something like that when you love it so much? So they made it so easy. They made it feel like home. And I'd say the last thing, and it wasn't even sale, even a sales pitch, it's the people. And you're one of them. And Evan's one of them. And Jake Lyman's one of them. And Kevin D. Domenico and Bill and 
Andrew Algaretta and just everybody else, uh, just incredibly welcoming. I, I can tell it's a family. I can tell I can relate to these people. I can tell they're just as passionate as I am about everything. And again, it's it literally was a no brainer. And uh, I can't believe I'm saying it, but it wasn't hard for me to to say no to Syracuse. And that's again, no knock on them. It's just everything that's special brewing in Blacksburg. Well, I think that takes the cake for the greatest thing you'll hear today. Uh, to everyone listening right now, I mean, that's what it's all about. That is that that everything that you just said embodies what it means to be a Hokie. It is a family. It is very much a one just giant happy family. And to, and to hear what I just heard about, like you going to Lane and 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 I, I imagine they just rolled the red carpet out for you. And that's <laughs> that's how it should be. Like that's fun and that's special. That makes someone feel very very special. Uh, so you're committed now. You're you're in for life, man. You're a Hokie, and it and it rocks. So, with that being said, you get on campus in the fall. In what ways do you want to get involved in Virginia Tech? You just talked about reps. There's plenty of places outside of the classes that you're going to be taking to get those reps. Have you heard of any clubs or organizations that you currently have your eye on? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, right from the get-go, um, I want to hit the ground running. Um, and, you know, the biggest thing I'm excited for is getting humbled by the incredible talent around me um, because – uh, you know, here in New York, it's me and a handful of buddies that I'm friends with that, you know, started our program and do it and do all the games. And that's fantastic. But um, and I can learn from them as well. But coming to Virginia Tech and by the way, my broadcast partner, Kyle Marshak here at CNS is coming with me. We're roommates and Bill gave him the whole same spiel that he gave me. So we're coming together. Um and I just can't wait to be humbled by the talent around me. I can't wait to learn from upperclassmen like Jake Lyman and Kevin DiDomenico. And even though Evan's going to be somewhere else getting some big-time ESPN job, I can already tell. Uh, you know, I can't wait to learn from him as much as I already have. Uh, but, yeah, I can't wait to hit the ground running. 3304 Sports, of course. Uh, I definitely, you know, have talked a lot with Tech Sideline and, and plan to be heavily involved with them. You know, as many opportunities as they'll give me. Uh, the ACC Network, uh, ESPN Blacksburg, literally anywhere that's willing to give me an opportunity, sign me up. I'll be there because I'm hungry for it for sure. Let's go. Well, hey, listen, man, I, I still got connects back in the Berg. I'm out in L.A. right now. <laughs> And, and I, I know a lot of these guys. So how, however, and, and a lot of these women as well, like however I can help you and, and, and put your name out there and connect you with people, you let me know because I'm all in. And it's also, it's really sad. Something you just said struck another core with me saying you're looking up to like Jake Lyman. Jake Lyman was the young buck when I was there. So now I know I'm really getting old out here. <laughs> well, thank you so much, man. I do appreciate you saying that, though. Absolutely, man. So my my last question before we move into the lightning round: Where does Giovanni Heater see himself in ten years? What's you like the long term vision, man? Yeah, so ten years is tough to say in this industry. Uh, sure. I'd say let me answer it two parts. I'd say the long term goal. Um, you know, everyone wants to be at the highest level. You know, I I'd love to be. Uh, and, and, and here's the biggest thing about me is like, I really don't feel like I'll like settle. I don't feel like I'll stop 
you know, wanting that and working towards that until I'm there. Um, and, and because of that, I believe that I can be there not even because of talent, just because of, you know, work and drive and ambition to get there. Uh, you know, I want to be a network broadcaster calling play by play on ESPN or, uh, you know, Fox or CBS or NBC, wherever that may be, you know, a net- network broadcaster calling uh, games on some of the biggest stages, whether that's the NFL, college football, college basketball, whatever it, it may be. Uh, you know, I want to be at that highest level because, you know, why ceiling yourself any lower than that? Uh, but the 10 year goal, because it does take a long time to get there, man, I'd love to go just hit a big market. Obviously, you, you know, you, you get humbled out of college and you, and you don't know where you're sent. Um, and it could be calling minor league baseball over the summer. And I can't wait for everything like that. Cause all of that still sounds like a dream come true right now. If I'm getting paid $5 a game, they don't have to pay me anything. I love doing it that much, you know? Uh, but I'd love to hit a big market and have opportunities to be an anchor and, and do freelance play by play or whatever that may be, whatever 10 years from now looks like, whether that's Dallas or LA or somewhere in Florida and Orlando or something. I mean, any of that, that, that just sounds fantastic. Well, man, I got to tell you, you got the name for it, Giovanni <laughs> Heater. Like that's a broadcaster name right there. So I'm I I, I see it. I see the vision. <laughs> I see it, and I'm stoked for you. Let's move into the lightning round. We got a few last quick questions here before we wrap out. The I, I think the most obvious lightning round question here is: Who's your favorite broadcaster? Okay, yeah, this is this is easy for me. Beth Mowens. Why? And, and I know, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, might think that's crazy. A lot of people, she actually gets a ton of unwarranted hate, which I, it actually bugs me to my core. Uh, but Beth Mowens graduated from my high school, Cicero North Syracuse high school. And, uh, beyond that, she was kind enough to write a letter of recommendation for me to Newhouse. I've developed a relationship with her and, uh, beyond it all, beyond all that, my personal connection with her, her going to my high school, um, she has had a more difficult road than anybody else in the industry. And she paved her own way and she paved a way for women in the industry to call by play by play. Uh, and that's one of my goals at Virginia tech and and in this career in general is to continue that. Um, because you know, women, it's not, they've just been pushed to be be sideline reporters and all that. And that's, that's just, they deserve the same opportunities as we do. And to be honest, there's a ton of fantastically talented women out there that don't get the right opportunities. And uh, Beth Mowen's road was so much harder than anybody else's. And if she can make it in the play-by-play booth and call big time college football games and college basketball games, so can anybody else. So she's my favorite. You're the man. I just got to say, <laughs> you're awesome, dude. I, I love that. You know, I, this, at the Sons of Saturday, we're, we're all about that as well. Uh, to speak, I guess, from our personal experience, Billy Ray, Pat, and myself, we're good friends with Logan Ross, who's broadcasting anchoring in West Virginia right now, Riley Wine, who's an anchor in Charlottesville, women in sports and in television broadcasting. It's so important. Uh, So, you know, I I love that. I think that's so, so awesome. Absolutely. Um, Top three favorite athletes you enjoy watching or find entertaining today. Okay. Uh, I love watching. Okay. Today. Okay. Cause that definitely uh, switches it up a little bit here. It's, I'm not even a big NBA guy. 
but watching Steph Curry play is just like unreal. And I say like Dame Lillard's kind of like on that same level, just because it's one of those things like you can't see that anywhere else. And I'm like not a big NBA guy at all, really. But uh, like I watched the all-star game. I watched the playing game against the Lakers because like who wouldn't want to? And it's just like ridiculously fun to watch. Uh, then I would probably turn the page and go to the NFL. And I'd say Josh Allen because I, I'm a Bills guy, so it's definitely a Homer-type approach there. Uh, but kid's got a cannon of an arm. And the biggest thing is just the growth. Like, coming in as a rookie, even as a Bills fan, I was like, oh, God, what did we do? Then, like, year two, I was like, all right. And then year three, it's like out of nowhere, kid's got a cannon of an arm, can do things with his legs, and he just moves so nimbly for his, you know, big six foot five, six six stature. So uh, definitely an electrifying athlete to watch. And then third, ah, that's tough. I'm going to probably go with a lacrosse athlete that nobody's going to know because he's always been my idol, John Galloway. He was a goalie at Syracuse when I was growing up. I play goalie uh, for lacrosse, uh, big playoff week coming up this week, but uh, he plays professionally for the PLL Chrome. I had the opportunity to interview him on Orange Heat because he's a former Syracuse goalie, but uh, he's a stud in that. Uh, grew up locally here in Syracuse, played at SU, and He's just known as, you know, one of the greatest goalies of all time. So that's awesome. Again, I mean, I like I, I like that list. I like that. And I like the lacrosse in there, too. I feel like not everyone would have would have gone with the lacrosse player. Um, best piece of advice that you've received or something that someone has said to you that has imparted wisdom that's kind of stuck with you. It had so hard to say because, you know, I've learned so many life lessons from my parents and from teachers at school and um, whatever it may be. I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you two. One of them comes from my A-push teacher from junior year, uh, Mr. Sigru, who's always been a big supporter of mine. And he basically said, you know, because I can fully admit um, I, you know, I was that kid that always had, you know, the excuse I always took like accelerated classes, APs and college level courses, but uh, I, I didn't get my homework done. Cause I had, you know, uh, musical practice or I had lacrosse practice or, uh, whatever it may be. I was calling a game, didn't get it done, whatever. And he like had a good talk with me one day and he's like, listen, he's like, you don't think everybody else is busy. He's like, there's no excuses for success. You know, there's no, uh, I don't, there's no you're like, at that point, you're um, kind of uh, hindering yourself by making the excuses of you had practice or whatever. He's like, you know, there's priorities and you have to straighten them out and, um, you know, make schoolwork your priority if it needs to be and whatever. And, you know, I don't remember the exact conversation verbatim, but I just remember that was a time that, you know, that was somebody I looked up to and he told me like, no bull crap. And I just kind of sat back and was like, wow, like, no bull crap. Like I got to get my homework done and going to theater practice isn't an excuse anymore. And you know, you got to be on top of your stuff. You got to be on your a game, have to be sharp at all times. So thank you to Mr. Segru for that. And I'd say our athletic director, Mr. Bednarski, um, at school, great relationship with him. Again, I wouldn't be where I am without him because he had the faith and the belief in me to start the broadcasting program. We have gave me all the equipment and the funding and whatever. He's the man. I owe it all to him. Uh, I always tell him that, um, but he gave me the piece of advice when talking to him, you know, like, do I go to Syracuse or Virginia tech? He's like, 
get out of here, you know, um, go see the world, go take that chance, go believe in that program, go to the new program that's starting out and be a big part of the building blocks there, which the foundation is clearly been laid um, incredibly by Evan and Jake and, and people like Bailey before them and, and everything like that. And now Evan has put us on the map by winning the Jim Nance. But again, I can't wait to take that foundation and just build even more upon that. And, uh, you know, him really believing in, in, in Virginia Tech, telling me to take that risk and, you know, telling me there's more to the world than central New York was everything as well. So I'd say those two pieces of advice still stand out to me. And there's a lot that I'm missing, but for sure. Well, you learn something new every day. And, and I love that. Hearing that, you know, that imports wisdom on me. So <laughs> I, I love stuff like that. Uh, as an actor, you, you said in your Twitter bio, you're an actor. So I got to ask you, what's your favorite movie? Okay. Well, I guess I'll give just like a quick rundown, uh, like actor. Um, I just love, I, I always loved musical theater and theater, uh, growing up as well. I know like sports and that totally are like polar opposites. Um, sure. but uh, I always did both. And, um, I did the plays and the musicals all throughout high school and, and those were a blast, but, uh, my favorite movie of all time, Goodfellas, best movie uh, of all uh, time, hands down. I love Goodfellas. Billy Ray Mitchell is going to love you, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Actually, you know what? You know what I did? Funny, very fast, funny story. When I was on my trip to Virginia Tech, I slept on Evan Hughes's couch one night. Yeah, okay. And I slept on his couch and everybody else was asleep. And about two o'clock in the morning, me and his roommate and his roommate's girlfriend watched Goodfellas. Oh, <laughs> on evan cool. hughes's couch that's let's awesome. go that's that's, <laughs> that's incredible yeah evan evan hughes uh just just an absolute gem of a human being we're very proud of him over here at sos for one of the gymnasts but uh any anything like you know evan hughes did his thing but you're going to be the first giovanni heater and i can't wait to see how it all unfolds my last lightning round question for you is if you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive who would it be and why? All right. So I know that I should come up with some elaborate, like, I want to have dinner with Beth Moens or Jim Nance or Chris Fowler or any of these, Mike Tirico, any of these great broadcasters or something like that or some influential person or whatever. But I'm just going to be the dork that I am. And I've always wanted to have dinner with Jennifer Aniston. And I still stand by that. <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> I, I, I gotta tell you, that is not the answer I was expecting at all. But I'd throw is, a curveball at you. That is an A plus answer. Why, why Jen Aniston? Okay. I don't know, man. Like everyone's got their like celebrity crush. Oh yeah. And she's always been mine. And my dad's always like busting on me. He's like, man, she's so old. She's like 50 something now. I'm like, doesn't matter. She's still like beautiful. She's a queen. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. But like, if you go back and watch like friends, like nothing better. So oh, Jennifer man. Aniston's the best. Yeah, man. That <laughs> I'd love to have dinner with Jennifer Aniston. Let's go. Well, hey, listen, man. Maybe we'll make that happen. You come out here to LA. We'll go down to Craig's. There's always famous people walking in and out of there. So <laughs> you might see Jen. You might have your chance. Giovanni, this is awesome. I, I've said that a thousand times today. You might as well put that on a t-shirt. Grayson, this is awesome Wimbish out here. But it's fine. It's fine. Because <laughs> it really is. Uh, just wanted to thank you, man, for coming on. I had a blast chopping it up with you. Hopefully next time, well, there's no hopefully, it, it will happen. Billy Ray and Pat will get on here. 
we'll talk we'll talk some hokey football uh as we head into the fall something like that but we're we're so excited for you man can't wait to see what you do uh at virginia tech and i hope to meet you i I hope to meet you in the fall when i come back for a game i'm eyeballing notre dame so i'll let you know but uh last thing i'm gonna give you the chance to do sharky shout outs uh want to give you a chance to shout out anyone you want to to do that right now yeah um i you know um like I said, you know, all thanks to my parents and Bill and Evan and uh, everybody at Virginia Tech. And, you know, I just want to shout you guys out and thank you so much for having me on the program. Uh, I love what you guys do. It's a blast. I love any opportunity to come on and uh, and talk. And you guys are you guys are the best. So uh, thank you so much again. And uh, I definitely look forward to meeting you because, man, I've never seen it. Uh, and I can't wait to get in Lane Stadium. That first Friday night against North Carolina is going to be insane. But Notre Dame, enter Sandman, it's going to be insanity, and I can't wait. Electric. You have you have no idea, no idea what is in store for you in Blacksburg. You have friends you haven't met yet who will be at your wedding. You have stories and memories, and they ah, oh, dude, it's just like don't even get me started. Uh, <laughs> any, any anyone who is a Hokie will tell you the exact same thing. Uh, so, Giovanni, thank you so much. That's all we got for y'all today. Go Hokies, and we'll see you soon. It's time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all she said is, oh, I know it's what you're thinking. Please don't go to sweat singing. Trash my friend's place, wake up the next day. to you and